Hello, and welcome to Mama Drama Trauma Academy, whose mantra is, I am a dearly loved divine child of the great Mother Father God, who is never judged, condemned, or left alone. I'm Tammy Taylor, your manifestation muse, musing you to live your divinity identity. This is the download we've received from Great Mother, the mother of all mothers in this realm that we as empaths with the mother wound are here transcending through the experience of Mama Drama Drama. It is a condition in which empaths are in constant emotional dysregulation as a result of having the mother wound. Welcome. If you are an empath, you feel the feelings of others accurately. We're going to talk about that today. Today, we are talking about are you an empath with the mother wound? We've talked about what it means to be an empath. And there is a YouTube video up on the MDT channel about the three types of empaths where you identify which kind of empath you are. Now, I'm going to put that link below, but I want to say that here at the Academy, we take advantage of all media. So, you know that in this healing process, just like in archaeology, there's different phases of discovery. We know that we have that sweeping phase, you know, and this is all about doing our healing in doses. You know, things are discovered in phases, you know, it's not things aren't discovered automatically all at once. That's why we're always discovering something new about our history and the world and who we are. I mean, what we thought two days ago is completely different than what we're discovering today. I want to be clear about the audience here and our topic for today because we need to really be able to tell people who we are and what we're experiencing clearly and others need to be able to hear us. They may not understand and many will not and many will refuse to, but this is why we have the different media here at MDT Academy because those of us who are ready, able and willing, that doesn't mean that everything is gonna always make sense to us either. And so, again, we go back to doses. All of us have our different cosmic calculus. We have our different birth charts. We have our different karmas. We have our different experiences. And so the podcast is a broad sweep. You know, that first phase when the archaeologists, they go out and they just kind of really are following up. I'm usually an anthropologist who has a inkling that something's going on somewhere and and the studies have shown that this is the spot that something may have happened they just start doing kind of a broad sweep and today we have a lot of instruments to do that you know sonar and different things but 
You're just kind of sweeping the area, and that's really important. That's going on a lot, you know. So we get a lot of sweeping done in our social media and different groups talking about empaths and healing the inner child and all of that stuff is a broad sweep. You know, we have a lot of work about empath persecution complex, and we're going to talk about. You know Dr. Orloff's work today, as well in really assessing what kind of empath. Well, the video at MDT Academy is talking about what kind of empath. But Dr. Orloff defines whether or not you are an empath. There's a quiz you can take with that. Um, that's a broad sweep for us, okay? Um, and so the podcasts kind of do that broad sweep, kind of bringing all of this information together in one spot as it relates to us. Okay, and then after the broad sweep, you go in a little deeper and you start to dig. And so that's what the blog is. The blog that is written as the companion piece to each podcast details all of the links, all of the. Little dots that need to be connected from what I'm t- giving this broad sweep about in the podcast. So you want to be sure to read the blog when you have those gaps in what you're hearing, because more than likely it's going to be answered in that little deeper dig of detail in the blog. And for those of us who are ready to excavate, get in there and see what's what with our karmic healing. Because MDT is about karma. Do not get it twisted. Do not be confused in any way, shape, or form. We are clear that this is karmic, and we are in a soul transformative process as a result of past karma. That's why we live divinity identity. I am a dearly loved. Divine child of the great mother, father, God, who was never judged, condemned, or left alone. It is a spiritual healing mechanism. It's not a defense mechanism. We have nothing to defend ourselves for. We are evolving souls, just like every evolving soul. Eventually, we'll experience MDT. In order to evolve the soul contract of MDT in the episode "The Wall," I'll link that as well. That's a podcast talking about my healing discovery, doing the dig in my healing process, and Great Mother downloading to me what this is all about to share with us who are completely dysregulated, and especially now during these times of scattered emotions, scattered. Reasoning and thinking and change in the world, we're absorbing all of this, and we are leaving the planet in exponential numbers because we're blowing up, literally, we're emotionally imploding. And so, this message today: Are you an empath with a mother wound? Is really important for you to really assess what that means for you. Whether you love someone with MDT. And you care about them. You want to understand more about it. You are a coach. You are a therapist. This is a soul contract. We're, 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 we, we, we are people who have already done some sweeping, not just this lifetime, but many lifetimes, trying to figure out why the heck we are in this cycle. 
Okay, and so that's why it resonates so strongly with us. We've been doing this for a while. We've been doing some digging already with readings and tarot and astrology and these quote unquote arcane or esoteric areas trying to hear from great mother, trying to connect with maternal love. We've been doing that for a while. Right here, who I'm talking to right here, Right here, the audience here for MDT Academy, to be clear, are individuals who are in the excavation crew. We are the excavation crew. We are the empaths who've been doing this work and we're still cycling. We've been doing this work and we've done a whole lot of healing, but we're still so hurt. We can't use our gifts, talents, and abilities to serve the world the way we know that we are meant to. We are the individuals who are the intuitive empaths, who are the psychic empaths, who have an ability and we're able to display it from time to time, but we cannot consistently do so because when we're triggered, our recovery time is so long, it makes us question whether or not we truly do have the gift. So we are the excavation crew. Let's, let's, I just, I just need us to be clear and I need you to be clear so that you can communicate more clearly within yourself, in your healing process, and with others who are demanding more of you than you can give during those bouts of spinning, when those triggers turn into tailspins. And so there's a lot of content here that I'll be linking to different episodes and to different blogs to follow up so that we can be more clear This particular podcast and blog, of course, are the telltale signs of MDT that I'm talking about now. So that you are clear about the doses that you can take here at MDT Academy, the podcast, the broad suite, the dig, the blog, the detail, and the excavation, the paid subscription into how to do the karmic work. Let's look at how this topic is triggering you as an empath with the mother wound. You are sick and tired of being sick and tired, okay? And that's why you're part of the excavation crew. You're ready to just dig this wound out. That's what a trigger is, right? An unhealed wound. And the tolerance for the mother wound is simply not there anymore. We can't even pretend anymore. It's not that we don't want to. We want to pretend just like everybody else. We want to act like everything's okay and and, and, and pull together these discordant energies and, and denial within ourselves and the family and try to make this into a steaming pot of deliciousness when we know it's a steaming pot of S-H-I-T. We want to do that too. We cannot. We will not because we cannot. That gig is up karmically for us, understand. Karmically, we, we, we just don't have the F's for it anymore. We, 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 don't, we don't have any more left. Karmically, if we did, we'd pay it. 
but we don't. So we are excavating and to have MDT means that we are ready to confront the need denial the needs that are being denied our inner child it may terrify us and usually it does and that's why our recovery is so long it takes so long but we don't know that the reason we're terrified is because we are afraid of our own power and we do have the power to address our inner child's needs it's a soul cry that will not be denied simply put think of um clarissa pincola estes stone child um we have the dalai lama talking about the hungry ghost you know and our tibetan zen monks talking about the hungry ghost this is a planetary disorder and great mother told me this when she downloaded the mama drama trauma healing oracle deck also linked here this is the practice in the subscription um anyone can sign up hit the subscribe button it's free and it's a whole different um subscription for the paid subscription you'll see there but that's the deep excavation crew where we're talking about that black sheep wild child energy that we are managing it's about trigger management you know what's up my lilith cancer people my pluto in the fourth house people saturn moon conjunct the birth chart people um you know these specific ancient science references to the terrible mother is where we are in our excavation process. So I just want us to be clear about MDT Academy. You know, we are in that space of of dealing with the signs and symbols so that we are not so caught off guard when they come to us. You know, I was out yesterday uh getting some fresh air, it's a beautiful sunny day here. Um in the southeast and um you know just chilling you know sitting on the edge of the hot tub and um this cat just kind of wanders through you know the backyard you know a black cat and it's a beautiful omen of change and transformation but of course in the mass consciousness who is not in this karmic excavation it's a terrible sign because you have the luxury of not having to change you see you don't have the karma of having a lifetime where you must change in order to be sane many of us are insane have mental disorders and things of that nature because we're trying to align with a sweeping consciousness when our mentality is so much deeper than that when i first started doing uh, these podcasts um people were saying there's so much information and so much information and i had these huge you know audiences and stuff and i was like really trying to connect and really trying to but 
if you go to those earlier podcasts, I stuck with it. It was a struggle, but I great mother was just saying, stick with it, stick with it. And the audience has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And, uh, of course, when you go to social media, you don't see any interaction at all because black sheep and wild children are wild. You know, we, um, think on our own, we act on our own. It's not, it's, it's a whole different kind of a communal vibe. And so I see you out there. I feel you out there. We do the DMs and that sort of thing instead of the, you know, upfront and social because of this misunderstanding that we're addressing today. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, when we are looking at empaths with the mother wound, We've talked about the moon a little bit. We've talked about the six kinds of MDT. This hologram, the moon matrix, the conditioning that maintains this fear that keeps us in a box, keeps us constrained from accessing, let alone using our gifts, talents, and abilities as empaths. If you don't toe the line, you will be abused and abandoned. If you try to come out and explain and, and try to, you know, and so that's why this information is so important to be aware of ourselves so that we can be sincerely compassionate with ourselves and sincerely compassionate with others. This is just information that we just don't know. You know, and so we just, we are just inundated with all of this kind of sweeping dust of what it is to be an inner child, what it is to heal and stuff. But how do you implement this? How do you organize this information? Well, start with the empath self-assessment. Dr. Judith Orloff, New York Times bestselling author of the Empath Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People, says that being an empath is different from being empathic. Being empathic is when your heart goes out to someone else. Being an empath means you can actually feel another person's happiness or sadness in your own body. We feel it in our body. That's why it's accurate. Now, whether or not we know what it means is another story. Just like with divinity identity, that is a natural belief that we have. But because of the fear conditioning, we are dissuaded from it. We are distracted from aligning with it. And it's not because there is some conspiracy against us. It's because we are being tested this lifetime to use our power. What good is it if we don't use it? And so these challenges are for us to use it. We have to use it. And so that's what we're here for with MDT Academy, okay? This feeling in our body is not an attack. This absorbing all of this crazy chaotic energy in the world is not an attack. We just don't know that the power that we have within us can also be used not just to powerfully absorb like a super power suction sponge, but it can also be used to create. But in order to create, we must first use that energy to establish healthy boundaries. What kind of energy are you working with? Well, 
Dr. Orloff says the brain's mirror neuron system. Now, neurons, those are the wires of thought, okay? Those, those, are, those are thoughts, connect, thoughts that are connected in our brain come together in little clumps called synapses. But she says an impasse, the brain's mirror neuron system, a specialized group of cells that are responsible for compassion is thought to be hyperactive. And so, um, you know, in the amygdala, impasse, it's been proven. It was recently on 60 Minutes where it has been proven this woman was on there who the scientist that discovered it when she was in college she was in a car accident she had gotten off somehow on the other side of the highway and cars just going and she couldn't start her car and somebody out of the blue came and said i think you need some help and he came and got her and from that point on, she changed her major and because she, she wanted to know what would make somebody do that. What kind of person is this? And that's who we are. And she said in this amygdala, it's a specialized group of cells that are responsible for compassion. We have more than the average. And so that's why in the blogs that I was writing about being an empath and the six traits that we have, you know, we are a classification of highly sensitive people. Highly sensitive people can, they are 20% of the population, okay, that have a higher than average sensitivity. Empaths, we're only 5% of that. That's why grandmother was telling me, chill, let them people go. They're not your audience. That's not who I'm, I'm sending this message to. I'm sending this message to that 3 to 5% of people who the world needs right now, and who need to heal themselves. That's who I'm talking to. So if the other people don't understand, don't worry about no audience and this and that. You just keep on posting. You just keep on because they're out there, they're hearing you, but they need to know you're talking to them. And so that's what this is about, guys. We have a hyperactive amygdala. And our neuron system is set up to absorb people's energies, both positive and negative in our bodies. And at times, it's even difficult to tell if we are feeling our own feelings or other people's feelings. We can't distinguish between other people's feelings and other people. Now, she says at times. And see, that's why Great Mother wanted us to come together under mama drama trauma. Because it's us. We are the ones who cannot distinguish. She said at times. Yeah, at times other empaths may have that challenge, but we are constantly dysregulated as a result of the mother wound. So we can't tell because we are so ingrained with our mother's emotional state and how we establish our attachment with our mother is how we establish attachment with the world. And so we, we don't distinguish. We can't until we do our excavation work. So here are the assessment guidelines that Dr. Judith Orloff has 
and you want to really be clear that the science and the spirituality are connected. I've talked to you about astrology and I, and I do the Vedic astrology, which is astrom- astronomically based, which is based on the same science they use over here in NASA. Okay. It is a geo. It is a, um, I'm sorry. It's, it's a cosmic orientation. Tropical astrology is geo is earth centric, which both are paths to realization. None's better than the other. But again, we're distinguishing here who we are and what our needs for clarification and classification are. We're dealing with the soul contract, which is why we're crazy until we get healed. And so it's like, what do you want to do? Which is why a great mother told me early on, you know, you're talking to people who are ready, able, and willing. So we've talked about the readiness. Now, are we able to align with this definition of empath? Well, Dr. Orloff says, in these questions, 20 that I'm about to ask, go ahead and see where you are with this. Number one, have I been labeled overly sensitive, shy, or introverted? Is yes or no? Have I been labeled overly sensitive, shy, or introverted? Number two, do I frequently get overwhelmed or anxious? Three, do arguments or yelling make me ill? Four, do I often feel like I don't fit in? Five, am I drained by crowds and need alone time to revive myself? Six, Am I overstimulated by noise, odors, or nonstop talkers? Seven, do I have chemical sensitivities or can't tolerate scratchy clothes? Eight, do I prefer taking my own car places so I leave early if I need to? Nine, do I overeat to cope with stress? Ten, am I afraid of becoming suffocated by intimate relationships? 11, do I startle easily? 12, do I react strongly to caffeine or medications? 13, do I have a low pain threshold? 14, do I tend to socially isolate? 15, do I absorb other people's stress, emotions, or symptoms? 16, am I overwhelmed by multitasking and prefer doing one thing at a time? 17, do I replenish myself in nature? 18, do I need a long time to recuperate after being with difficult people or energy vampires? 19, do I feel better in small cities or the country than large cities? 20, do I prefer one-to-one interactions or small groups rather than large gatherings? To calculate your results, if you answered yes to one to five questions, you're at least partially an empath. Responding yes to six to ten questions means you have moderate empathic tendencies. Responding yes to 11 to 15 means you have strong empathic tendencies. 
Answering yes to more than 15 questions means that you are a full-blown empath. And you are who we are primarily addressing here at MDT Academy. Where we teach empaths with the mother wound how to manage it by integrating its lessons, it has many lessons, with loving detachment. Okay? Loving detachment from what? Shame, blame, and guilt. Using the divinity identity mantra and the mama drama trauma healing oracle deck to develop trust in one's empathic abilities and evolve in self-love and spiritual independence. That is our mission here, is to integrate the painful lessons of maternal abandonment and abuse. We talked about the six kinds of mother wounds in our um, previous podcast here. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about the three Ps, that maternal presence, provision of care, and protection that we need. Those are the lessons that we learn. We learn how to protect ourselves. We learn how to take care of ourselves. We are learning how to be more and more present for ourselves each and every day. And the karmic lessons that was discussed in the podcast, the wall that we have in order to release material attachments. Eventually, souls have to release material attachments. And just to put a pin on this here, you just watch, listen to that yourself. Any spiritual avatar you can speak of has had MDT. Jesus had it. He wasn't understood by Mary until he was gone. Uh, Yogananda had it. Beloved mother died when he was very young. Muhammad had it. I mean, you know, it, it's just a rites of passage. And so, you know, the lifetimes I had of whining and crying about it as a mother passing it down to being a daughter with them were lifetimes of just, and this is why, you know, compassion is so important. I was so angry about it and, um, and such denial about it, you know, even the first half of this lifetime, uh, suppressing it to the point that I developed a six pound fibroid tumor that um, made it impossible for me to have biological children. And um, so I understand, I understand. But, you know, if you want more information about impasse, you know, there are different types of sensitivities that we have and that we experience, like I was saying before, and different types of soul experiences. That's just mine. That's why I don't really talk about mine a whole lot because everybody's coming from their own thing. You know, you have physical impasse, you know, especially attuned to other people's physical symptoms and they absorb them in their bodies, you know, uh, in ways that 
someone who's an emotional empath is going to absorb them and their bodies in terms of feelings that they can actually more accurately describe, you know, as opposed to a physical symptom. And, and so there are experiences that we have, you know, you have even have food empaths, you know, they, they know the sensitivities of foods. And so we've seen how these things can be used to empower us to be earth shattering, intelligent, genius herbalists and, and dietitians. And so we're just wanting to tap into these incredible benefits of this intuition and compassion, this creativity to make a deeper connection with that inner child that is the one that's wanting to connect with people. You know, that inner child wasn't able to connect with mama. And so the inner child is our, really our soul that we identified this lifetime. You know, and that that soul is kind of coming through us and it's saying, no, 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 this is not it. You know, but there's love elsewhere. Birth mother is not the only funnel of love. In fact, there is no funnel. We just the funnel is on our eyelids. (laughs) Okay, It's, it's just that living in this high state of sensitivity comes with such challenges we're so overwhelmed by the abandonment and abuse. We, 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 we just, it just knocks us out. It just knocks us out. And we're uh, exhausted and stressed out, you know, by the negativity of other people. It's not that we can't see it. It's just that the blinders are kind of like our protection, you know. And so we don't need that. You know, Great Mother loves us. We are dearly loved divine children of the Great Mother, Father God, who are never judged, condemned, or left alone. We don't need that. You know, if you are not aware that you're an empath, what has been said thus far ought to let you know. Ought to let you know. Okay, so it should be more questions about it and who I'm talking to. Okay, Everyday interactions with others, you know, we can, they're, they're, they're either tolerable depending on, you know, our mood, you know, how we being regulated that day or it's causing us deep stress. That is empath vibes. Now I know everybody's acting like an empath now and everybody's saying that they're empath, but just because one is inclined to use food, alcohol, drugs to unconsciously numb their emotions doesn't mean that they're an empath. What makes you an empath is if you are doing that because you are channeling someone else's depression, someone else's maternal void. You know, there are people who have the mother wound, it's a planetary disorder. And like I said, I had lifetimes of denial. And so that's no different now. But I mean, we live amongst people, our family, our friends, everybody got mother wound denial. And we're absorbing all of that. It's not our job to change anybody. It's like great mother told me, you know, all these people telling you, well, you know, this isn't what it is. And this is, you know, this and that and the other. That's fine. Let people be where they need to be. Everybody's going to find their own way. But if you have mama drama trauma, there is a medicine within you 
that the world needs. We don't dictate who gets it or who needs it, but we need to be aware of our own profound impact on humanity because the compassion and understanding that we carry the gravitas that we have is being sponged off from us, from people who sense it. Not everybody's an empath, but you know, anybody can sense somebody who is just a walking sponge that is willing to jump out in the highway and save somebody's life. Anybody can see that. And with the dearth of love and compassion in the world, come around you and want some of that too. It it don't take a whole lot. And so that's why, (laughs) for people to know that, and so that's why we're overwhelmed now. And we have to, when we talk about boundaries, what we're talking about is in our own mind, you know, those scales on our eyes, that filter that we have in our head that limits our conception and our perception of love and care and protection to other people. They don't have the capacity. They looking for it from us. And so we already know that. And so let's get some of that within us as well. It's not about us. We are channeling a fountain, waterfalls of love that we have access to. We just have to change our gaze. We just have to switch our perspective and learn more about what it means to be an empath. And so, okay, that's why we're here. And so check that out. If you need to go back over those um characteristics from Dr. Orloff that's wonderful from her empath survival guide wonderful empath survival guide and so now that we're clear about empaths let's talk about the mother wound now the mother wound is definitely um something I've had to get clarity about great mother gives us clarity, balance and confirmation. So she helps us balance those perceptions of love that we have in order to receive that full channel of love from her that we can access for our three P's that we need. Okay. And so that's what the mama drama trauma healing Oracle deck helps us to do. The clarity I have had to develop over the years has been about this mother wound definition. Initially on the Mama Drama Trauma YouTube channel, you'll see that the definition of MDT is a condition in which the mother projects unhealed aspects of herself onto her child causing emotional and or physical trauma. That definition I have learned is for the mother wound. Okay, because we now know that MDT specifically impacts empaths. And that's something that I learned through my years of coaching. Of course, what we coach, what we teach and who we teach, we attract. And I started off with that definition because that's what I was feeling and that's what I was experiencing as an empath. But I wasn't putting that on everybody else. I knew that I was an empath. I've known that my entire life. My mother and my grandmother are empaths. Um, and... Um, have suffered what I, I, I teach and I know about empaths. And so that's been a life experience as well of, of, of learning. See, we get these shadow experiences in order to use our high emotional intelligence to heal ourselves and to heal others. The pain is in the loving detachment. 
which is why the six suits of the Mama Drama Trauma are called the acronym ASPIRE. We aspire to live in loving detachment. It's very painful, but each suit touches on a pain point. It's painful to acknowledge. It's painful to do the self-inquiry work, transforming that self-judgment and condemnation into self-curiosity. It's painful to process and to build those boundaries. We want to connect with people, but we want to jump the gun before we get our house in order. And see, that's what that Saturn-Moon conjunction is for those my astrologers out there and my novice astrologers out there. You know, Saturn is the planet of restriction. And when it conjuncts your moon, the planet of emotion, we've been talking about this in the pay subscription, it constricts our ability to emotionally adjust to situations, which is one of the planetary aspects of mama drama trauma. I can see it in the chart. And so I kept on in my, in my practice seeing these configurations, these planetary placements over and over and over again. And then come to find out the people were very highly sensitive. And so the mother wound is a condition in which the mother projects unhealed aspects of herself onto her child, causing emotional and or physical trauma. And specifically, these unhealed aspects are her own unmet maternal needs. Let's be clear, it's a cycle. Since then, I've learned this defines the mother wound, which is simply unmet maternal needs, let's say, uh, what you need to feel maternal presence, provision of care and protection. But eventually we get numbed out from this consistent and persistent lack of maternal needs, which creates a void. And so we feel this great absence within ourselves. Now, again, Everyone with the mother wound feels this void. See, we were just talking about the addiction. And what's addiction? Addiction is pain avoidance. It's just an attempt, however you attempt to do it, it to, to just distract yourself from pain. Okay? And so that's why we are the kings and queens of addiction. We know how to self-medicate now. We're going from limb to limb and sometimes up the tree and, and, and shaving down, you know, and sawing down the limb and falling, you know, but <laughs> we're trying to get away from this thing and it's a void. Okay. Uh, and because we, we want to fill the void that's natural, but eventually this attempt creates this numbed out. We just kind of get numbed out, which is why we have all these characteristics that Dr. Orloff uh, asked us, you know, do you do this? Do you do that? Yep. 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 Sure do. Sure do. I don't need to be around a bunch of people. I don't need to, you know, but you know, there's no shame, blame or guilt. Let's be clear. You know, this external fulfillment of the void is doomed to failure because we have to learn. And we don't know until we've tried it. And like I said, many of us, you dropping like flies, dying from overdoses right here and now as I speak. 
across the planet. And we will be reincarnated with the same type of situation. It might be a different configuration in the birth chart, but believe you me, it will be there because it's a rites of passage. It's an evolutionary rites of passage. And so there's no shame, blame, or guilt with this because we are dearly loved. And that trips us out a little bit because mama says she loves us. And we know mama loves us. And mama does. But not like a dearly loved divine child of the great mother, father, God. She don't love us like that because she ain't the great mother, father, God. She is an aspect of great mother. She is a variant energy of great mother. She is an expression of great mother. She is the first goddess we have ever known this lifetime. But she's not great mother. Certainly not divine mother. No. But that's who we are and that's who she is. A dearly loved divine child of the great mother, father, God, who was never judged, condemned, or left alone. Now, when you get juiced up, listening to this, go ahead and read a blog, watch a video, read a post on Facebook, give me a like on Instagram, subscribe. Thank you very much. I know it's hard, but... Don't aspire to be a wet towel your whole entire life. Come on. Let's make ourselves known. Because this lines up the empath and the mother wound with MDT. And we are coming loud and we are coming proud within ourselves in order to transform it. You need energy, just like you turn an engine of a car. You need energy to transform something. And so no one heals alone. I certainly didn't. Albeit one, and then from time to time, two people, someone else will come into the mix, a coach or whatever, but primarily my partner and me, you know? And so we need help. We don't do this alone. The telltale signs of MDT is you feel lonely. You feel out of sync with yourself. You need constant approval. Your feelings are easily hurt. You're emotionally anxious and exhausted. Have difficulty being in the present. What people say and do is all about you. Attitudes and behaviors of others adversely affect your own. You attract insecure people. Your identity is based on external evaluation. Your insecurities are projected onto others. We struggle to make our own decisions. We are a poor judge of character when we do not trust our initial impulse. That intuitive impulse is what has gotten us in all this trouble. And so we fear it, falling in line with the sweet. Mentality, just sweeping on the surface of that inner child wounding, healing, just sweeping on. And we start with that. And so there's no shade about that. But if you have MDT, you have to come deeper. 
We have to become excellent character assessors. Excellent. Because we have the capacity to be that and we need to be that to share our gifts, talents, and abilities. We get stuck in magical thinking and and toxic positivity when we do not properly assess others' character. We're not hearing them clearly. We're not communicating with people clearly. We're just in a fog because we always want to be high. And everybody has to manage and regulate ourselves differently. Some of us need to be on psychotropic medications in order to do that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about willful ignorance. Ready, able, and willing. We are the family caretaker, our black sheep. We have difficulty striking up an emotionally honest conversation with mama or our child. It just terrifies us to do it because, again, there's been such discouragement. There's been such emotional abandonment. We know it's going to fail. That's the soul telling us that. And so if the soul's telling us that, that means no moss. It ain't going to work. And so there's another way to go. And so the way to go, okay, let me get this uh, telltale signs, finish up with this. We need help, but do not know who to trust and how to ask for it. And that's why we don't know. We need help, but we don't know who to ask because our trust meter is broken. Trust in ourselves, trust in others. So that makes us sick and tired of being sick and tired. Our Mama Drama Trauma card for today is Mayat. Mayat is a Ajna, an inner eye, first quarter moon chakra card. It is um, all about the blessing in disguise, you know, um, it's all about the balancing of the scales, that karmic balancing of the scales. And this is where we decide to face the challenge to see the truth for what it is with loving detachment. Listen and trust the soul to guide us in that other direction, to open those filters, you know, to allow us to receive the love that we already channel. And sometimes we are ill because we're channeling more energy than we know. And so that's a whole issue with boundaries because it's really about energy efficiency Okay, it's trigger man. It's showing up as trigger management, a need to manage our triggers, but it's really about being efficient with our energy. And so this is why with MDT, the spiritual mechanism, protective mechanism is divinity identity because we don't get over mama. Okay, we don't get over mama. We don't get over the drama. We don't get over the trauma. We don't get over MDT. But we can go through it. And in fact, 
It's the only way to transcend it. It's a spiritual transcendence. It is not a mental one. It's not toxic positivity. It's not spiritual bypass, pretending to have attained a level of spiritual maturity that we have not earned. We earn it. And so we go through MDT in order to heal it. We don't, there's no going over. There's no going under. There's no going around it. It, it, It's just that this thing happening. And the soul lets us know it every time. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Soul not letting you do it at every turn. And we can try, but bump our head every time. You know, every time. And so eventually we get sick and tired of being sick and tired. So the collective card of Mayat lets us see that we are dearly loved divine children of the great mother father who are never judged, condemned, or left alone in a way that empowers us to decide to embrace our divinity identity, fully aware of the consequences. See? We are dearly loved divine children of the great mother, father, God, who are never judged, condemned, or left alone. What would be the point? If we are here to evolve, what would be the point of being judged and condemned, pray tell? What would that do? Where'd they do that? It it doesn't make any sense. However, Mayat, the Egyptian goddess of balance that weighs the heart, with a feather is that ego soul alliance that lets us know that we have the free will each and every moment at each and every trigger within each and every tailspin to recognize the consequence or the natural outcome of not embracing our divinity identity. When we do not lovingly detach from the thought, the emotion, the situation that we are experiencing that is telling us otherwise. The consequence is that we don't feel dearly loved. We don't feel divine. We do feel judged. We do feel condemned. We do feel left alone. That's the consequence. It is a lifestyle that we've been looking for, but has always been within us. It's just that we've been seeing it the wrong way because we've been trying to see it through the lens of those we love and care for so much. We've been trying to connect to them through their surface mentality, their surface understanding of life. And yes, we are old souls. Yes, we have lived here a long time. That's why we're so tired. That's why we try to take shortcuts and try to, but this is not a lifetime to use our abilities to manipulate circumstances to get what we want. This is a lifetime to realize that is not going to get the results that we want 
And we have evolved to a point where we do understand that as much as things change, they stay the same. The eternal truths are the eternal truths, no matter what religion, no matter what philosophy. We have lived, studied, experienced them ad nauseum, which is why we resonate with basic truths. But we try so hard to stay connected with others, which is the attachment we have to this realm. And that we must transcend in order to evolve in a kind of self-love that allows us to live in the astral plane. All of us live in the emotional plane. Any All emotions are astral energy. But to live in the astral plane means to be consciously aware of that. And it means that we can manage our triggers. We can manage our emotions consciously and in a way that serves ourselves and serves others. We do not control the impetus, what causes them, other than our basic belief structure, which is what gives feelings their meaning. That's why people can walk into the same situation and have a completely different response based on their beliefs and their experience. Now that we know that we share a common experience, it's up to us whether or not we're willing to embrace our divinity identity and the consequences for not having it. Just recognize that there are consequences at this point of evolution for not aligning with divinity. So... In exchange for the rejection that we experience from others in this realm, which is love is is what's teaching us to lovingly detach. Okay. And so this is how we can see the love from other people on a soul level. On a soul level, they are also contracted with us to not give us that. So that we do look within. In exchange for this rejection, great mother, father, God's protection emancipates us from the fear of not having it. Feeling unworthy, feeling left out, feeling excluded. You know, feeling like, you know, uh, we're worthless and, and, and we, we have nothing to contribute. No, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. We don't have the karma for that. And so, in other words, karma is like a bank account. Like credit in the different 12 houses of your birth chart. You know, you have your money chart. You have your mama chart. Okay, cancer, fourth house. We talk about that a lot because we're talking about MDT. We have our relationships chart, professional, personal relationships, our career, education, spirituality, all that. And based on the planetary aspects in that chart, your cosmic calculus 
That's why some people have these beautiful marriages. They've been married since they was 13 and they can't get enough of each other. They don't have all these kids and whatever like that. And then you're like, why come I can't do that? You know, and then they rich too. And then it's like, oh, wow, you know, what's going on? They have those houses. The money chart, the family chart, the relationship chart is on fleek. But there may have been a lot of challenges with, you know, other aspects that are in one's chart, one's uh, self identity, one's one's self identity, one's self expression could be a challenge, you know, and just be completely melded into that person. I'm just realizing I was probably hitting my microphone, um, but yeah, the problem the the person could be having problems with that, and so all of us have different things that are strengths and weaknesses. But for us, in exchange for this, this is the way we see things differently. Great Mother, Father, God are protecting us from needing that. We don't need other people's approval. We don't need other people to love us the way we think they should because we're basing it on lifetimes and lifetimes of experience. That's the past. This lifetime, we have to change. We have to shift our perspective. We must in order to heal the transformation. And that's why we need support because other people, other souls that have this experience, they have experienced the way that you need to shift in other lifetimes and they can't share it with people in their family and whatever because they don't want to hear it. They don't know what they're talking about. But you need to hear that. And so that's why it would be beneficial if we could converse a little bit more is because I've seen that in group settings and retreats where it's just been phenomenal. Things I would have never thought of. Yes, I have a lot to share, but nothing compared to the exchange that I've seen on Zoom calls with people. And it's just been like, wow, they totally read that situation and what was going on. And then here comes somebody else talking about, oh, yeah, but you were talking about this. And so in my experience, I've seen it and just it just blows you away. This is the protection that we have, but we get it even more through our connection. Now, this is very important because in the emancipation suit of the deck, we're talking about a series of lunar cycles and this um, third eye chakra where Mayat is, the purple moon phase cards, It's a liberation from MDT based on a practice, a daily practice of living in loving detachment from that fear that keeps us locked into that one way, that little surface way of connecting with people that we know isn't satisfying anyway. Even when we have moments of it, it's like, "Mm, they really don't get it though. And that was nice. And sometimes we're going to have high moments of connection, but they're very brief and ultimately unsatisfying. And so we are liberated from even needing that. And once we're liberated from even needing that, that shifts the energy channel and it allows us to give without expectation, which is what we want to do. But we're blocked because of all of this debris in our way that hasn't been dug up. 
that hasn't been fully excavated. It's just still just kind of there laying on us. And so we want to be able to divert the flow of energy in a way that serves us. And we need to know we are emancipated from that each and every time we practice our divinity identity mantra and the MDT healing oracle deck helps us to do that, helps us to liberate ourselves thought by thought each time we're triggered doing a spread and getting that insight, that clarity, that balance, that confirmation of our intuitive unction in a way that allows us to lovingly detach from that hologram that moon that has difficulty adjusting to the reality, not hearing and seeing things clearly, that matrix that is always, always charged up and always wanting to pull us from our balance, that conditioning that keeps us and maintains that MDT fear. All of that can be released in a moment. Mayad says, you know, it's a blessing in disguise. Look at this. What is this matrix communicating to me? What are all these points of light saying to me as opposed to these darts of confusion attacking me? What are these points of light conveying to me? There's a lot of points going off right now. There's a lot of sparks going out right now. Let me get a moment and just breathe. It's not about me towing a line right now to what someone else is saying because that's not how I need to connect. That's very surface level, and that's fine. But my relationship to the surface is to feed it. I am to water the surface. And so it's not I don't need to take anything from it anymore. I don't need to I don't need that that doesn't nourish me. What nourishes me is being and living the energy that I'm here to be and to live. I am mother energy to myself and to others. That's why I mothered my mother. No, she didn't appreciate it. No, I was condemned for it. And I was judged for it if it wasn't the way that she wanted. And that's okay. Because that surface, that, 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 that's, a, that's a limited perspective of who I am and who I have to offer. But I, the, those consequences are no longer relevant in the mindset of being divine, of being dearly loved of not being judged, condemned, or left alone. There's something else here that needs to be addressed. And so let me go into this space and hear what that is for me first. What is my soul raising its hand to say to me about this? And from there, once I process it, once I do the self-curiosity, the self-inquiry work, that it helped me process this and be true and have integrity with myself. I'm reborn again into my emancipation. So MDT is like an NDE. It's like a near-death experience all the time. And that's why we have these panic attacks. You know, we always have these panic attacks, you know. And that's another revision in our mindset that occurs as we do this inner work, the panic is actually a signal from the soul, the inner child that's saying, hey, this is a death that's happening. It's time to let this thought go. It's time to let this attachment go. And we're trying to hold on to it. And so, you know, the, the heart, you know, gets excited 
and the gut gets overstimulated and the headaches and the migraines because we're not letting go and the chakras are lighting up within us, you know, and it's going to this pain state and then it takes us back into that cycle of pain avoidance as opposed to integrating the lesson. And so what is the lesson? Well, Collins English Dictionary defines NDEs as an experience or widely reported instance in which a person near to death is outside of his or her body aware of it and the attendant circumstances as separate from his or herself. So this panic is actually a near-death experience. It's actually you not using the power of insight in that moment that you have that you are outside of that situation. And it's an opportunity to, in this expanded state, to look at it for what it is without the fear. Remember, you are a dearly loved divine child of the great mother, father, God, who was never judged, condemned, or left alone. You are supported in using your abilities to see the situation for what it is, not with shame, blame, or guilt for yourself or anybody else. It's not even about that. That's surface stuff. We ain't even talking about that. That's cool, you know, and that's okay if people are still there, but that's not where you need to be. You need to be at least digging into the situation to see what's really going on. Why is this newscast triggering and stimulating my body so much? What's going on here? Oh, these people are hungry. They need some food. Okay. Well, I can't do nothing with that right there, but I do remember in the neighborhood circular that came around, the church said they needed some canned goods. I might not be able to bring a big old crate, but the next time I drive by there, I can go to the Aldi or I can go to someplace and get them some and, put, and drop it off over there. Simple. Simple. And it goes right back down. Near-death experience. That powerlessness dying, that, that fear and unworthiness dying, that inability to change the world and circumstances dying, that, that detachment from your natural healing ability and insight dying, that feeling like that little bit that I could do doesn't matter dying. Instead of showing up as panic. With death, old souls are reborn in our consciousness. All souls are reborn. There is no death. But old souls, we know this. There is constant rebirth. And this is how our empathic abilities evolve. As we become more conscious of these small deaths, petit mours, as they call them in French, 
which is actually the joining of two in ecstasy, you know, and that's what we want. We want that ecstasy to feel that maternal bond. But the way we are called to do it at this stage of our soul development is in a much more expanded sense. So you are an empath with the mother womb. If you are in the process of learning to use your power each moment to admit or submit to the pain, you are an empath with the mother wound. If each moment that constant dysregulation is causing you to admit the pain that you're feeling, and so to go into self-care, self-presence mode, self-protection mode for a moment, giving yourself the time and space to self-mother. If you are constantly being called to admit your pain or to submit to it, it's a choice. We admit it and address it, or we just submit to it and allow ourselves to feel unloved, allow ourselves not to feel the presence of great mother. The consequence of not living our divinity identity, just saying, oh, it doesn't matter, you know. It just And that's so easy to do because we've been conditioned to do that. MDT is a cycle. The mother wound is a cycle. We've been taught this. We have the DNA. We have it running in our veins. So there's great compassion. But there's also great urgency because we are the Calvary. There is no Calvary coming for us. I was raised in tradition to wait on the Lord. Yes, I was. And yes, I do. When I've done all that I can do, I stand and I wait for further guidance. Which is why Great Mother channeled this deck to us. Because there's a lot we ain't doing. (laughs) There's a lot we ain't doing. A lot we ain't doing. And why? Because we don't know. And so once we know better, we do better. Because let's be clear. This is not about closure or resolution. We don't get over mama. We don't get, but we become stronger within ourselves. It's not about resolution or closure for most of us. Now, the rare time that I've seen it in the years that I've been doing this, I've seen kind of halfway a mother come to reconciliation and awareness with the daughter. It's a, it's a big pill to swallow. It's a big pill to swallow because as a mother, we not only have to recognize our own MDT, but we have the entire way that we have raised our child to contend with. And that is like a double, just like it is for empath. The empath not only has the mother wound, but it has MDT because it feels the mother's wounding from her unmet maternal needs. That's what makes it traumatizing. And so not everyone can walk through trauma. This is for old souls who do not know that you have the ability to do it. Same for everybody. 
for those of us who do have the ability to do it. And you know you have the ability to do it if you're using all your power for everything else to, manip- to manipulate every other situation and to read into everything else but what you need to be doing. You know you have the power if you have invested a lot of yourself, your personal resources, financial, mental, emotional, into searching for healing, and you have felt that every time you took a step forward, you took two steps back. You have the capacity to heal. You just have not had the tools in a way that you need because the techniques have not been clear to you. The tips have not been clear. It hasn't gelled for you yet. You have the ability. You've been doing all of that. Now, what do we do if it's not about resolution and closure? Yes, it's great to heal ourselves and to heal others, but what about that void? Is that going to fill the void? What fills the void is our own recovery. That is how I was able to witness a mother come and meet her daughter halfway. She was committed to her own recovery. And because her daughter was an empath, she supported her 100%. 100%. 100%. How long it takes to recover after being triggered is a daily thing. And so that's why we need a daily practice. It's a daily thing. How long it takes for us to recover is based on what we do to recover. And so this waiting on the Lord, waiting on, you know, that's not happening. That's, that's wasting time. It's watching the world go by. It's watching our lives go by. That doesn't mean that when we get the wind knocked out of us, that we can't stop and rest. In fact, that is being present for ourselves. That is providing care for ourselves. That is protecting ourselves. But we do that with the consciousness that we are recharging so that we can do the inner work that we need to do to give back up because it's about the quality of our realignment after a tailspin. See, a lot of times recovery looks like I'm sober today and I can get something done, which is great because we're consciously aware of that step and of that process. But we also want to be able to get to a point where I might not be sober completely. But I still want to get something done today. And how can I still be self-loving? How can I still be present for myself? How can I still be self-caring without beating myself up or giving up completely or just blaming everybody else for me having to self-medicate or me having to, you know, these are very challenging things to do from this conditioning. So when we focus on our recovery Within our divinity identity, the quality of it is what is the reward. 
Because each time that quality of self-love increases, we're able to share more authentic love with people. We're able to give more of our creativity in a way that is genuine. It's authentic. It speaks from ourselves. We're able to align with our souls in a way that, yeah, we can still be triggered, but we can feel, we begin to feel that within that trigger, there's this space that starts to open up that says that, yeah, I'm triggered right now, but we're going to breathe through this. And when we come out of this, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. And it's different each time. And that little space gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And so we get to a space where we come to realize that the purpose of MDT is this evolutionary lifetime. It is the fulfillment of the soul contract to evolve in self-love and spiritual independence. It's about being strong enough to repurpose, to reallocate our empathic abilities to heal instead of submit to the conditioned fear and pain. Recognizing that it's a process that we have to endure with Conscious awareness of our birthright to be happy, healthy, and whole. This is how we use our abilities. We apply them to our own healing so that we become intimate with the details of healing in order to heal others. Up until now, out of fear, ignorance, or just plain apathy, instead of using these abilities to heal ourselves and others, you know, this kind of, we want to transcend the suffering. It's not about that. That's kind of a misuse of our power. It's only made us abandon. It's made us abandonment and abuse addicts because there is no transcendence. What's important to know is it's more of a curiosity than a judgment or condemnation that allows us to use our power in a way that resonates with the maturity of our soul that knows that that's the only thing that's going to work. That's the only thing that's going to feel right. It's the only thing that's going to align us with that channel of love that buoys us like a float when we're triggered. We will always be triggered, but when we get to a point where we were triggered one moment and then it's just like out of nowhere, we're buoyed up like, like we're on an ocean in, in a, in a little, uh, uh, you know, float, you know, and like any addiction of self-blame, shame, and guilt, it's just a bad habit. Imagine having the habit of just, you know, um, you know, just a bad habit. You know, just, I, I used to love to chew gum. And just, I would just be popping gum, you know, just popping, chewing gum. And I, I it just felt good to me. 
but it was distracting to other people. It was a bad, it was a bad habit. And, um, it was just a bad habit. And so I eventually learned how to chew gum without doing that. Um, and I also, um, just kind of stopped, you know, chewing gum, but I, I didn't want to, when I was in, you know, social situations to do that. It was just, it's just a bad habit. You know, it's, 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 it's no big deal. It's no big deal when we use our powers in a way that serves our healing, that is rooted in a consciousness of this abandonment and addiction void. Okay. It's an abandonment and an addiction that has no end when we are trying to externally fulfill our unmet maternal needs. And when we're aware of that, we begin to just humble ourselves to the recognition that we do need to feel the unconditional presence of divine mother. Now, we talked about the different mothers and I'm talking divine mother specifically here, uh, in the six types of MDT, um, wounds, but this divine mother energy that is the source and center of all archetypal great mother is this strong kind of energy of this material and astral realm. But beyond that, this unconditional source and center is the protection that old souls really crave. And that's why at a certain stage, regardless of what a birth mother does, she can't fulfill it. It is only through our connecting to this reservoir within ourselves, which is why we're empaths, that we can feel it. It's karmic. And so trying to feel it any other way causes the typical addictive behavior, sex, food, drugs, clothing, adrenaline addiction, all of that. It's an addiction of shaming, blaming, and guilting because it's a habit. You know, I was just pop gum, you know, just, I'm not going to stop. It's just what I do. You know, it, you know, at some point we decide, you know, the benefits and, you know, the opportunity cost of our behavior. Demanding that people in situations mother us the way that we need to be mothered is a real big one. That's a real test of whether or not we're, um, Willing, um, being able is about being strong enough to do the work, but being in a place where we're still demanding people wanting to live on that sweep level, we want to at least begin to dig into the details and dig into the information, um, in a healthy way. And so it's all about how we respond to the pain. Do we respond to it in unhealthy ways or healthy ways? You know, we love mama. 
you know, this soul we've known for countless lifetimes, even though it might not feel like love, excuse me, the attachment is so much about love. You know, there's this very, very deep love. And these countless lifetimes, this one and many others, possibly like mine, are about supporting our evolution and self-love and spiritual independence through this excruciatingly painful experience. So if we can begin to see mama as pushing us, you know, this birth canal, um, this primordial birth canal that she's kind of archetypally representing through this material experience, just she's just pushing us and coercing us out of this attachment to the material mother to spread our sovereign wings and fly into this sovereign spiritual alignment of maternal divinity, then the trauma we feel as empaths is a manageable pain. We can do that. But as for the other explanations or definitions of of what's going on with us, it, it doesn't get to that core of who we are and what we're experiencing. But if we can get to the birth mother love that MDT is about, this spiritual rebirth as empaths, we can deal with that. We can manage that. The pain, this hyperstimulation is the primary difficulty. <clears throat> Excuse me. The primary difficulty that we have is the pain. It's the, the pain is as a result of being a bullshit detector. You know, we don't have the tolerance for the mother wound anymore. And we have this karma because we can't pretend. We have a low tolerance for BS, what I call LTBS. We can't, we, 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 we will not, those of us who are in the excavation crew, Pretend that we don't have the mother wound anymore because we can't. Our bullshit detector is too strong. So that creates the pain. And the problem is that we detect mama's BS first and foremost. She really didn't want us. She really doesn't, you know, care for us as a person. She really doesn't, you know, because she doesn't care for herself because she really doesn't want herself because all of that intellectual stuff that that's that's the sweeping dirt okay we, we we know that is what i'm talking about okay we need to hear that 50 million times a day we need to excavate and to really understand that is what is going on we're feeling what she's feeling and so her pain her denials her unmet maternal needs her projection and our conditioned predict projections we're conditioned to project it like her on our kids on other people to demand they love us a certain way and all this kind of crazy stuff so it's got us asking all the wrong questions 
What's wrong with me? Now, why do I go from zero to 10? Or other people asking, what's wrong with you? Something wrong with you. Why you go from zero to 100? You know, why am I insecure? Why are you insecure? Instead of why am I so aware of what's going on? (laughs) Okay. Who can help me manage this awareness that nobody else wants to see or can see for whatever reason? How do I release this madness? These are the questions. These are really good questions for the um, MDT Oracle deck as well. Really, we get fantastic answers from Great Mother on a daily basis. There's no escape but to release MDT. It's a grievous process. The ASPIRE acronym is to aspire to live in love and detachment, but it's also entailed within it the five grieving steps. You know, denial, anger, bargaining, you know, um, are entailed within it. Because LTBS is real. We do have a low tolerance for BS. And so what does that mean? We have to acknowledge MDT. If we continue to deny it, it causes us issues, root chakra issues. We can't financially take care of ourselves. And so we have to live at home. Bottom line. And so if we want to be independent and to heal, then we have to acknowledge that there's some BS going on and stop denying it in order for us to get these pearls of wisdom. You know, these pearls of wisdom is that shift in perspective. And as I close, I want to summarize. Are you an empath with the mother wound? by confirming that if the switch in perspective is difficult, it's only because the pearls of wisdom I've just described have heretofore not been clarified for you. Now you got the juice. Pearls are formed in oysters. They're basically these freshwater mussels. And what happens is these little, basically like big brown, like snails, um, in, in shells in the, um, ocean. What happens is like a little sand piece of sand gets in there and it's an irritant to this oyster and it becomes parasitic because other little microscopic things get on it and it starts eating away, you know, starts trying to eat, you know, little, uh, trying to snack on the little oyster and it enters the shell and it just damages the body. This irritant slowly, uh, initiates this kind of symbiotic process where the oyster or the muscle slowly begins to secrete 
layers of what they call Argonite and Concorlin. And this is what really makes the shell, you know, um, around it. And, um, uh, you know, that begins to create the shell to create the pearl. And it keeps on producing these protective um, to soothe itself from this irritant. And what ultimately is created is this beautiful, solid, hard rock that is all the colors of the ocean and the sky. That's what MDT is. That's what MDT is. It's an irritant to the old soul that's in the divine ocean of love. And it doesn't happen because we did something wrong. It's in the course of life that interaction between beings that occurs in this realm. There's always a positive and a negative, a yin and a yang. And it's an eventual inevitability that we get to a point where we can't take it anymore. And there is a constant, constant need to get through the moment, to get through the day and excrete what we have in terms of self-soothing in order to heal. And not only do we provide the comfort that we need in that moment for ourselves, but our lives become a true gem of beauty to and for others. So I'm going to leave that with you. I think this is probably the longest um, podcast that I've shared, but it's very important that you know whether or not you're an empath with the mother wound. So be sure to check out the video, what kind of empath are you? Take it a little bit deeper there. And uh, if you would like to explore that more, of course, you can join us in the paid subscription. The next podcast, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, this healing. And of course, I invite you to let me know what direction you would like that to go. But in the meantime, in between time, remember, Great Mother loves you. And I do too.